Good afternoon, traders. How y'all doing today? Happy Tuesday. That's right. It is now Tuesday. It is not Monday, even though it feels like a Monday. At least it does to me. Uh, my kids were out of school yesterday. I was off of school yesterday. And yesterday was my birthday, so I am now officially 38 years young. Uh, I was joking with my wife this morning. I'm like, I guess... I am officially past my mid thirties and she's like mid thirties. No, you've been past your mid thirties for a long time now. <laughs> so either way, hope you had a great long weekend. Let's catch up with uh, the market. Cause legit, I didn't even look at the market this weekend. I don't know about you. I've not looked at it since Thursday. It looks like Friday. Let's take a look. Looks like Friday. We had a little sell off here. It's a little bigger. Close to close, about 50 basis points. And as of right now, close to close, we're down another 50 basis points or so. Um, This was my call back here. If you remember, you want to go back to February 12th and watch the trading room from that date. Uh, I did say, I think that's the top. Just a guess. But I do know that we got a sell signal on the SPY today, February 20th. Right here, we got a sell signal on the spy. We got a oh, what we got here? So in my way, we got a sell signal on the fourteenth for the queues, and we got a sell signal today, uh, the twentieth for the spy. So do I think it finally, finally is happening? I do. I think we're finally going to get the pullback. Well, let's see how it goes. Rabbit, back from vacation and ready to print some money. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, Linode. Lin Linod. Hey, man, do me a favor, if you don't mind. In the chat, could you put, like, how to say your name? Because I, I would like to say it correctly, especially since you've been such a frequent uh, contributor to our trading room. I would really appreciate it if you help me just phonetically say it. At Creative Media, happy birthday. I appreciate that. So, okay, taking a look at this. Uh, we definitely, definitely, I think, have hit the wall on the SPY. And I think we might be heading down. Let's take a look at our market analysis. Welcome to the Outlier Trading Room. This is how to trade in 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. So this is my style of trading using Outlier, and I am a partner in Outlier. Oh, on that topic, uh, I had emailed Mahesh because he he was supposed to give me uh, the Outlier 2.0 upgrade to show you guys today, no, Monday, yesterday. And I emailed him and I'm like, Mahesh, bro, where are we at? Do I have my upgrade? And he's like, oh, it's going to be a couple more days. And then I was like, no, <laughs> nobody is looking forward to that upgrade more than me. I'll put it that way. Leo, you got it. From now on, my friend Leo is here. Excellent. I can I can say that. Listen, with the last name like Yule, Christopher Yule, ain't nobody ever say it right. My poor children. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> but. The way that I look at trading is I always let the market tell me which direction it's going. And I start with the 10 over the 20 price over the 50 on the S&P 500, which we have. And we have had for quite a while. This green box right here is called an order block. Now, an order block is where institutional orders are sitting there waiting to get filled. And uh, you could think of these as like support and resistance lines. So we might find a little support in this area. 
However, I think if we close under 490, which is still $6 away on the spy, if we close under 490, uh it's 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 game off if you're along the market. I'll put it that way. Uh however, we're closing under the 10. We're still above the 20, price is still over the 50. This is going to make the fifth appearance that we've uh take taken a look at the 20 EMA. Here's uh, the little arrows I added. One, two, three, four. The fifth appearance that it's made uh, looking toward the 20 EMA. So I do think we are finally hitting that wall. Now, if we take a look at the market breadth, which has been my key for why I've been out of the market since January 8th, market breadth shows 51%, which is okay. Half the market's still bullish, but it's been trending down, right? And a couple times we have seen some spikes back up. But the trend for the market has been down for breadth. While price has been going higher, breadth has been trending down. And I consider that a weak bullish market, right? If we have both of them moving together, I would consider that a very strong bullish market. And I'd be glad to get long. But when the market breadth is waning, while the market price is waxing, if you want to get technical, uh, that gives me a lot of concern and exactly why I've stepped out of the market. now. Uh, that makes today a transition day for the way that I trade. I, I'm not in the market. I'm waiting for valid market setups. And as Mark Minervini would say, how long do you wait? Where is that? How long do you wait? As long as it takes. Now, I do want to go through my criteria for going short the SPY. So uh, today is a signal day. So let's go through these criteria. Okay. So a signal day on the SPY came today. Right. SPY watch list, February 20th. Um here okay signal day does the mmfi trend agree with price that's the first question you ask yourself is the market trend on price agreeing with the trend on breadth and no so don't trade it however if it is back test right does it have a positive back test throwing a quick back test on here strategy test outlier theory short and if you want to see what this back test criteria is just jump over into the discord and go over to the how to trade in 10 minutes a day and it is right here so that back test is right there and this shows a negative back test so no i'm not going to trade it right so no don't trade it but let's say if it is right is the 10 50 uh 10 20 50 already crossed down well no it's crossed up so uh don't trade it and is it in this case below yesterday's low actually it is it is below yesterday's low that is the only thing <laughs> that's set up on here for me. So I am not going to be taking that today. Leo says, is it possible to not show the buy signals if its signal return is negative or add filters to set signal returns and stock price? Ah, so you're asking, is it possible inside the watch list if, for example, ABM had a negative, uh, a negative signal return to just exclude it? It's not in this version. However, I know Mahesh is working on uh, upgrades to this filtering process right now. So that's a really, really good question. Um, we'll have to see. Like I say, I should have access to that as I will literally be the first person in the entire world with access to that, which means you guys will as well. We'll be going live and looking at that together. Uh, but not that I know of, Leo. Not yet, at least. Brian, happy Tuesday. Watch channel DE. Happy birthday from Germany. Happy birthday to you, my friend. Glad you're here. 
Uh, so I will not be trading the spy signal today. And I'm just going to continue to sit in cash, right? Yeah, there's going to be opportunities that come through every single day on Outlier. But the way that I trade is I need to see the market and the market uh, uh, market price and market breadth both trending together. And we don't have that yet. Good to see you, Nathan. Hope you had a great long weekend. So here's what my plan is going to be. In the very near future, Mahesh is going to give me access to the dev signals. In fact, don't tell Mahesh. I'm going to go in, see what we can find. Don't, don't tell Mahesh, okay? Seriously. I'm logging in on the dev platform. Give me just a minute. I have a super secret dev login. All right, let's see what it says. It does take longer to load on the dev. So we got to give that a little bit of grace there. In fact, while that's loading, let's throw up the watch list there. I'm curious uh, what the watch list will show. <laughs> yep, Mesh knows. All right, so this is dev. You can see it up in the corner, dev. This is regular. Finally. But this is, oh, this is old data. Still January 20. Ah, oh, it's not updated. Okay, that's too bad. Nothing's changed since we talked last time. But let's do check out uh, the last signal return. So January 25th to February 20th. January 25th. Here. February 20th. That's a decent return. What we got here? Uh, about 1.76%. Uh, $8.5. That's a pretty sweet deal. Not too bad. Okay. So I don't have any dev access to show you guys today, unfortunately. So let's move into our final thoughts. Before Mahesh calls me on the, the silent alarm, the bat phone, the, the big red phone, right? Okay, Bluefin Trader asked, I've got a trading question that's been on my mind pretty much every day. Last week, I got some promising scan results. One of the 80 Delta options for my scan had okay volume and decent open interest, but substantial bid-ass spread, often a dollar or more. Man, I wish he had listed the name of the stock. Let's jump into Tastyworks real quick. I have to log in to there as well. Man, half the show today is me just logging into things. Give me a second here. As it's taking its sweet time. Good gravy. Hey, Victor. Victor, how many days? Victor's having twins here in... How many weeks? We're looking like six weeks or so? Sorry, guys. This is taking a minute to load. What the F? <laughs> are they cutting? Are they slowly cutting the high speed cable again? Dude, I don't know what the deal is with Tastyworks. It's not loading. My, uh, 
So I have a desktop version of it, and it's just literally not pulling up. Since you asked, Brian, um, the Thursday before, or so, so last Thursday, they finally buried the cable in the front yard, which has been a saga since before Thanksgiving. So we're talking four months at this point that I've had a cable just strung out my yard, finally buried. And I told the guys, I was like, do not leave this. Do not leave here until we test to make sure it's working. And um, thankfully... <laughs> They installed it correctly for the first time in months. What in the ac actual F? I cannot get it to load. It's showing three instances. I I'm really sorry. This is crap content. Give me a minute here. Pull out my task manager and it's like total spaz. That's so weird. I saw it on the task manager a minute ago, and now it's gone. Tastyworks has superb customer service. Oh, that's good to know. I haven't had contact them in ages. Ages. Let's try it again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, I know I'm I'm boring your ears off here. Finally, I think it was downloading an update. Okay, okay, okay. There we go. And now I have like four Tastywork windows open. Oh, you sent them an email and they called to answer your questions? That's cool. I used to know several of the people there. Um, like I could give them a call, like Tony Batista, Tom Sosnoff. Um, Dr. Jim, uh, but I haven't chatted with them in ages. They've all been on the podcast too. If you want to go back and see the history, oh god, I can't remember my login. It's been so long since I've traded, I forgot my login. That's pathetic. Okay. Locked and loaded. Frickin' finally. Still close all these other versions. The big dogs are not responding like that to me. <laughs> all right, it's almost loaded. We're getting there. Hang on. I know you guys. 
guys are trying to find trusted you and that's how you repay me give me a break all right finally 24 hours later this is done golly all right so let's jump back into outlier ashland bluefin trader There we go. Man, that was like laggy right now. Okay. Let's go to watch list. Let's go to ABM. I don't even know what ABM is. ABM materials or something it said. ABM industries. Buy signal today. All good. Could be two weeks. Ah! Ah! Victor. I'm so excited for you, dude. Okay, let's go back to Bluefin Trader's question. He did an 80, or he looked at the 80 delta options from his scan and had okay volume and decent open interest. This is ABM. So open interest, 318. I like 318 right here. Hopefully you can see that. Let me make it bigger. 318 is good. The delta is 54, not so good. But the open interest here is zero. Or the open interest there is, uh, or the delta there is 85. So let's go to the next one here. Still, there's no open interest or volume there, so that doesn't really fit his question. Let's go to the next one. ABR. Oh, that'll work. Okay. 79 delta, so roughly 80 delta. That's about 20 cents wide. Oh, it's a, it's a real small stock, real small dollar value. So his question was, in his example, a substantial bid ask spread, often a dollar or more. Look at a bigger one. What's a bigger one? Uh, Chipotle. There we go. Yeah, I'd never trade this. Not in a million years. So let's say I went to the 80 Delta. That'd be like 24.55. 2460. We'll use that one. So his example says at least a dollar or more bid ask spread. So this one's got $9 bid ask spread. Man, you're just asking to lose money. 131 to 140. I know the coloring is not awesome on this. I don't know if I can change those colors. Maybe I can. Maybe I'll change it later. All right. Given the near impossibility of securing price close to the bid, and assuming you're confident in the stock's trajectory, what are the implications of purchasing the option near the ask price? Apart from paying a higher price, does it truly make a difference, especially if the stock continues to move as anticipated? Okay, cool. I love math. Let's talk math. 50 cent spread max. Exactly. Max. And let's let's discuss why. Okay. Going back to our example here, 2460. So let's say the bid is 129, the ask 129.30, the ask is 138.60, right? So the difference between those two is $9.30. Now, what would that be? This divided by this, right? So the difference in these two is 6%. So you could round it up to 7%. So the stock, um, not the stock, the option 
if you decide, oh, you know what? I need to get out, right? You bought it on the bid or you bought it on the ask. You need to sell it back on the bid. You're losing 7% right off the bat. That's a 7% loss. That sucks, right? Nobody wants to take a 7% loss just to exit for liquidity. Ah, oh, no, thank you. So that super sucks. But his question is, you know what? Forget that. I don't care about this. I want to buy this and it's just going to go. It's going to run, right? That's his question. At least that's how I'm reading it. Let's go back to there real quick. That's how I'm reading it, right? Assuming you're confident, what are the implications uh, apart from hanging out, pr uh, paying a higher price, does it really make a difference, it, especially if the stock continues to move as anticipated? Well, here's the thing. You're paying in this option $22 of extrinsic value, right? $22.43, which is an additional this divided by this, an additional 16%. So between these two, we're looking at 23 percentage points of extrinsic value. I'm sorry, uh, 23, 23% of the option going from one to the other. So if I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, okay, I have to pay $138 to get into any of these options, but it's on a $2,500 stock. So that's, that's still pretty good, right? 138 and the stock is 2577 goes this divided by this. It's about 5%, right? To buy uh, one share right here, be about 5% compared to, or buying one option would be about 5% is buying one share. It's not that you can't do it, right? Sure, you can. But you have extrinsic value working against you, plus you have a monster spread working against you. You have 16% of this is extrinsic value, which... You know, I generally like 20% or less, so that's not so bad. But then you add another 7% between the liquidity standards of it. And the one thing that I really want to pontificate upon is how important liquidity is. I'll never forget, there was a trade early on in my trading career. I remember driving down the road, trying to close the trade. It was an earnings iron condor. Okay, it was an iron condor around earnings. And it was an Akamai, A-K-A-M. And whenever I put on the trade, I thought it was going to be easy money, right? Let's say I put on the iron condor $15 wide and the expected move was $5. So I was like, ah, I'm just going to make tons of money. No big deal. I'll close it in the morning. The next day came and I'm trying to close it and trying to close it and trying to close it. And I could not get filled. And I'm lowering my price and I'm lowering my price. I'm lowering my price. And by the time I get out of the trade, it was a loser, an actual loser on a trade that should have been an easy winner. Should have been an easy winner. From the uh, the strategy standpoint, it worked perfectly. The problem was the liquidity. When I had to get out, I had to pay up. When I had to get out, I had to cut and cut and cut and cut the price. Now, that could happen to you here in this example. Right? Imagine you get in at 138. It's moving your direction. And you're ready to get out. Let's say it's it's moved up from 138. Here we go. This is a good example. Let's say it's moved up from 138. It's moved up 10%. This times 1.1. So you've made you've made some gain, right? Here we go. You're gonna love this. You've made some gain, right? From 
the ask price or the ask price, you've made 13 bucks. That's pretty sweet. Now, I'm ready to get out of this trade. The spread is still 10% uh, between here and here. The actual percent spread is now... Seven percent, so roughly the same, which is what I wanted. You've made thirteen dollars in theory, yet when you go to exit, you're going to have to sell it at one forty-two. So your one thirty-eight to one fifty-two gain, one fifty-two gain of thirteen dollars is gone, because you actually went from one thirty-eight to one forty-two, which is what three sixty-three. You lost 10 bucks in potential profits because the spread was so big that even when the price of the option went up and that spread continues to be wide and you had to sell it back on the bid, you only made $3 when you could have made 13 on the ask to ask, which you're not going to ever get filled on. That is why liquidity is so important, right? Because we want to minimize how little that is between the bid and ask spread. 50 cents is my absolute max. And I'm talking on $500 stocks. I only want a 50 cent spread. A $9 spread in this case is going to turn a potential $13 winner into a $3 winner. Right? What, what, kind, of, what kind of percentage gain would that be? This divided by this. Uh... A 3% gain versus, don't worry about the negatives, versus a 10% gain, which would make sense because that was my math. A 3% gain versus a 10% gain. That right there is the reason why, even if you th think it's the best trade in the world, even if it is set up and looks gorgeous. Even if the only thing holding you back is that bid-ass spread, I would say skip that trade. Or like Brian says, you can always buy the stock. If you buy the stock, you're going to have a lot more liquidity than just buying the option. But that's the reason why I have really tight liquidity standards. 50 cent bid-ass spread is all I'm going to pay. I want that to be as little as possible. Because you could have still had a giant winner, 10 percentage point winner, but you really only got a $3, three percentage point winner because you still had to cross the bid-ass spread there. So I hope that helps. I hope you guys uh, were able to follow along. And thank you all so much for coming to today's Outlier Trading Room. I am hoping, I'm really hoping by tomorrow that I have that access. We will see, we will see. Uh, I will make an announcement in the Discord if I do because I'm going to be so stinking excited about it. <laughs> ah, Jean-Louis, thank you for the insightful contribution. Cool, cool, cool. Jean-Louis, I'm glad that made sense. Uh, thank you all for coming uh, to today's Outlier Trading Room. See you back here tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.